0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shimon Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Kachalam. And now I'm with Mem. Zayin Amud Bet. <coughs> Continuing with our analysis of the Machlok and Rabbi Ben-Nuri and Ben-Nurian Rabbana about Chafzei Hefker. Raviyu Rav Moshua, Chafzei Nochri Shvita. The property of Veid Nochri does not gain Shvita, and therefore its Tchum follows whoever is using it. Laman. Leman. So Rabbanan, if this is a statement within Rabbanan's position, pshita, so that's obvious. here are things which are not owned. konin Shvita, So those that belong to somebody else who's not Jewish to mibaya. so it should be obvious that they don't have their own Shwita. He must be making the statement according to Yochmanuri. When does Reb Yochum nuri say there's Shvita, for instance, when a person went to sleep and woke up after Shabbat started, so he gained his 2,000 amot from there? as we saw already, expands it also to property that has no owners, like rain. So Shmuel must be making the statement according to Reb and say it does not extend to that which is owned by a non-Jew, because it has another owner. Watch this bright. If you borrowed a vessel from a non-Jew on Yom Tov. Or if he, if you lent it to him beforehand. It doesn't have to be Erev Yom Tov. You lent it to him beforehand and he returned it to on Yom Tov. That were within Tchum when Yom Tov started. Meaning they have Shvita. If you, if the non-Jew brought Perot from outside of Trum, you cannot move them from their place. Which means they were Koneh Shvita, wherever they were, uh, at the beginning of Yom Tov. If you agree that at least Rabbi Yochimenuri will say that the property of a non-Jew has Shvita, so Haman Rabbi then that Bright is authored by Rabbi or in other words, Rabbi Shimon Lozzer is speaking alibi to Rabbi Yocham and Nuri. Eli Amar Kesav Rabbi and Nuri have said shvita hamani. But if Rabbi Yocham won't allow for chavtsei anochri to acquire shvita, then that brayta uh, follows nobody. Rabbi Yocham and Nuri So the answer is no, because of Rabbi Yocham and shvita. We have to allow for. Rebbe Yochum to Nuri uh, to uh, allow Shvita even for Chavzei Nochri, not just Chavzei Nochri, not just a sleeping person, but even for Chavzei Nochri you have another owner. Shmuel's statement was according to Rabbanan. And your claim was, but that's obvious, there's no need to say it. I might have said that Chavzei Nochri do have Shvita as a Chumra. Chavzei Nochri have Shvita as a Chumra, because otherwise, I will confuse it with a property owned by a Jew. So, kamash kamashbolan that we don't. That's why he needed to say it. Rav Chia bar Rabbi Yochanan. That's Shmuel's position. Rabbi Yochanan said, konin shvita that they do have shvita, because they to to Israel." And the shvita is a gezera, as we posited for the tzrichuta for Shmuel. That's actually the position of Rabbi Yochanan. Now, it's a story. Hanu dachri de'atum levarchata. There were some rams that came to the town of Mevarchata, which was a, it came from outside of Tchum. Mevarchata is a small town within the Tchum of Mechosa, Rava's town. So Rava said that on Yom Tov, the people of Mechosa can go into Mevarchata, which they're allowed to go, and take those rams and bring them home. They can, uh, buy them on credit. So Ravina asked him, you, you're following Shmuel's dictum that, <coughs> after all, these are property of a non-Jews, therefore they had no shvitas. so wherever they were with the B'nev Yom Tov is irrelevant, and therefore right now they're within T'chubah it's okay. of Rabbi Yochanan, whoever Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan disagree, follow Rabbi Yochanan, and they are Konan So you should not allow the people of Machosa to be able to go and take those rams and bring them from varchata. Rava, so Ravah then was convinced by this, said, only people in that town can buy it. The entire Marahata is, is, is considered like Arbamot of where those rams are now. But not outside to Machoza, even though it's within the Tchum of Marahata. As Rashi points out, they would regularly, regularly make an air of Tchum in between the two towns. Tani this means uh, like a channel of water. Shebein Tchumei Shabbat. So you have uh, a channel running in the middle of the Chum Shabbat, You have to put an iron dam down to stop it. Now that may mean that you really have to go and do that and find some way to stop up the water. It may be a way of saying that there's no way to solve this. When he heard this, he laughed. Why did he laugh? If it's because he's following Rabbi and Khumra and say, these are the Konin Shvita, and therefore uh, all the water that comes through, wherever it started in Yom Tov, it's now out of there. feel like So he's going to laugh at somebody who disagrees with him? That's not right. He had a different reason, because we have a bright, we've already seen, if you have waters or springs that are flowing, they follow whoever person picks up the water. In other words, the water doesn't have any Shvita itself. So therefore, these, uh, this water that he was talking about, this Cherem, he's talking about should be irrelevant. But maybe that is talking about water that's all in one place in the Cherem case, and therefore it has Shvita. Was his wording when he said you have to have an iron thing there to stop it. Maishnak Karim he's saying reeds don't work because the because water will go through. So Brazil nami even if you put iron down, a metal, uh, a metal, uh, uh, a dam, the water's still gonna get through. So maybe what he meant was exactly that, that you need to put it down, meaning it's impossible, meaning there's no way to fix it. So you, therefore, you cannot, set up a chum, uh, and then an Eruv with another town in which there's a there's a river running through, or a channel running through. the So therefore, what's he laughing at? He's laughing at this. We know that the Chachamim were lenient when it came to setting up a mechitza regarding ma'im. Rabbi we already had this twice in the Masachet. Mechitza tulya. if you have a that's hanging. He asked Rav, will it allow you to carry that area? The only time that a hanging mechitza works, where it doesn't come to the ground within Levud, is when it's over water. We're lenient when it came to water, because there's no real way to stop it. Okay, back in our Mishnah, we said, Chacham, as opposed to Rabbi Yehuda, they said, you only have the arba'amot where you woke up. Now, Rabbi Yehuda then said, Malazar said that you are in the middle of them. And Rabbi Huda said, no, you have Arba Amot in, every, in any direction, but you got to pick a direction. Rabbi how is Rabbi Huda different than the first position? They disagree about eight by eight. Meaning, we'll see this. Meir says, you have eight by eight, which means you have four in every direction. Meaning that there, you have Arba Amot in each direction, and Rabbi Yehuda agrees with that, except that once you pick a direction, actually Rabbi Yehuda says you have four by four, but the four by four can be wherever you determine it. Rabbi Yezer says you have four by four, which is already predetermined because you're in the middle of them. Rabbi said the only machloket here about four by four, eight by eight, is about walking the tel, caring. You only have arba mot at all. Where is there a mention of arba mot and caring? Or about moving on Shabbat. Kititanya, in the Mu'an, it says, Shvu Ishtartav. Sit right there in the spot. Kitachtav, So like your body. So your area plus a little reach is Arba Amot. Chama Tartav. oshamot Your body is three Amot tall, typically. V'yamakerev shodjadav raguav and one Amat is spread out. Divere mer. Rabbi Hunomer, he says, Gufosh al-Oshamot. V'yamakerev shodjadav raguelotav. So he says, your body is three amot high, and another Amad who reached down and picked something up, and put it under your head, so you could lie down, and that's Arba So So how do Rameer's description of Tachtav, and Rameer's description of Tachtav differ? And Arba Mitzum whether it's exact. Rameer says it has to be an exact Arba mot. says approximately. Remember, so Shashaya. he taught his son, Ki love the commander of Papa, when you come to our papa, Amine, ask him the following question. When we talk about our mamot, is it your own ama, meaning subjective, or is it the standard ama? So Rosh Hashai was setting his Rabbi papa up, he's using his son to set his papa up, where either answer is going to have a problem. If it's standard ama, how would a giant like Og, Og himself probably didn't care about this, but a giant, How would he deal with it? He would be out there, uh, outside of Tchum, and he wouldn't even be able to exist because he's more than four standard um, uh high. He couldn't lie down. If you think it's uh, subjective, then in Parakut Zion of Kelim, we have a Mishnah that lists several things that are subjective, that based on your own size. And this isn't listed. Why isn't it there? See, papa son came to papa He asked him the question and uh and his answer was he said He said if you were being that that exactly on it we wouldn't have taught. certainly it's subjective. And why is it in that mission keleem to because it's not always true. So had you learned the Mishnah and more carefully, you would have seen why. The Mishnah and is across the board, whether you have small features or, sm- or big features. But here, it's only true in one direction. If you have big features, we have you four of your Amot. But if you have somebody with small features, we don't limit him to four of his Amot. We have four standard Amot. So it's not, uh, it wouldn't be mis- listed in Kalim. Okay. We then have the case of two guys whose, uh, Arba Amot overlap. So they can come and meet in the middle, but they can't cross over. So and then we said if there's three, but they don't all three overlap with each other, but they overlap the A and C each overlap with B. They could meet at B, but now you can't cross over. And then we gave an analogy of the three chatzayot. So why does the Mishnah have to give an analogy? The answers of Shimon said the following. After all, it's just like the case of three wrote that open to each other and open to Rishut HaRabim. And they made an of A with B and, and C with B. So A and B can meet and B and C can meet but A and C can't. So how come there you disagreed with me? And here you don't disagree? And there you have... Residents in each place, that Aser on the other. you and here you don't have that. And so, uh, and therefore, by the side, there you have diurin, uh, d- you have residents, who remind each other. Here you don't have residents who are going to remind each other uh, not to cross over, and that's why you ban it. Now, So he said the outside guys cannot meet with each other. Since A made there with B, and C made there with B, they're all one. And therefore, they should be able to carry with each other, uh, amrav and, and walk to each other. In our case, that uh, if if B is the one to put the roof down, if A made an with B and C made an with B, then all together. But if B made an eruv with A and B made an arrow with C, then they're in C and A, and C and A are connected. No, you could even say it's a case where they put the roof in B. They put it. One in B's here, and the other one in B's in a different house in B. So, keman kebe chamai, that seems to follow be chamai, which is always a challenge. If you have five guys in a the chatser and they put their eruv in, but they didn't put them in one kli, they put them in two separate kelim, eruv, there's no eruv here because they're not together. Tolem eruv an eruv, say they are. So I feel that in B'Hilal, no, Rav Shesh's position would even work according to B'Hilal, because, When you have two bowls, let's say, in one house, and you put the Eruv in one and another bowl next to each other, B'Hilal says that's okay. But if they're in two separate houses, they would then agree with B'Charmai that it's not a valid Eruv, and that's Rav Shesh's position. Okay, I'm going to have Acha, B'Reid Rav Avila Rashi, Yes, Rav Ashi. L'orav y'ehuda kasha, l'orav Rav y'ehuda's position that they put the A roof in out, meaning B and E put it in uh, A, B and A put it in A, and B and C put it in C, uh, we have a problem. kasha. And Rav sheshit has said, no, A put it in one house and B, and C put it in a different house in B, also a problem. Rav y'ehuda kasha, but once B made an A roof with A, hav y'allay then B and A are now one. When B made an Eruv in C, B and A are now one unit, it's doing the Shlichut of A, and it's all together. Although Rav Sheshit's scenario is difficult, because to have a Kachamish shurin B'chatser Ahat, Shachamian When you have A put an Eruv in house one in B, and C put an Eruv in house two and C in B, it should be like five guys together, who live in a, in a chaser and one of them forgot not to make an eruv, to asur, to make it to join the eruv, to Asri adadi. Now they're all asur to each other, and none of them should be able to carry. So from the Rashi, so Rashi said, "Rav Yudakash, Rav I'll answer each question. said, since B made an eruv with A, the question was why isn't B then a of A to go to C? Shalchitzuna and A and C did not make an eruv together. Gal yadati de bahan it's clear that B does not want to be part of one big union, but to have separate ervin with him, with each other, because he put it there. B put went to A, and then B went to C, and A and C did not get together. It's clear that none of them want to have a union, so he can't be doing a shlichut. Rav is also not a problem. The fact that we have residents there, that is a kula, that helps us uh, establish that this is you can carry in. But we're not going to say that lahachmir, and to say that as a result of that, that um, that really nobody can carry here, because A and C didn't put the Eruv in the same house, in B, and compare it to five actual residents where one neglected to do an Eruv at all. Okay, we'll pause at this point, point. we'll pick it up in the next podcast. In meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.